0: Ahoy and welcome to The Open Journal. Here we're going to be talking about mental health and all things related including illness, wellness, stigma and support and most importantly some of your very own personal stories. I'm Mike and while I'm being mindfully mindless hopefully myself and my amazing guests will be able to show you you're not alone out there.
1: said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything.
0: You're not depressed, it's it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. Sometimes you need somebody to just give you permission to say you just need a little bit of help. And I think people
1: realise how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. Not only did this help me to write it, it potentially might've helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there.
0: So many people think they're alone and then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, And then they want to talk about it. Hello and welcome to Open Journal and to this fortnight's episode. I hope you're well, hope things are good for you at the moment. This episode I'm delighted to say we're going to be joined by a new guest, Wizzy's going to join us and we're going to be talking a little bit about her experience, uh, story sharing and also supporting other people to share their stories as well through the amazing work that's happening at Minds Anonymous. And as always, hopefully you do enjoy this episode but maybe while you're listening you think actually I'd really like to come on and share my story or my experience, my insights and you can find information about being a guest over at openjournalbc.com For this episode though I want to say a big thank you to Wizzy for coming on and sharing her insights we talk a little bit about some of the work that's happening with Minds Anonymous also kind of the the role or the responsibility and some of the actions and a lot of the equipment that comes alongside sharing stories online uh, and being able to do that and build a platform um, and the different ways that that can be done through Uh, text story sharing through podcasts through radio through a range of other places so I really hope you enjoy kind of hearing a little bit more from Wizzy about her experience but also the work that she's done and the work that's gone on around Minds Anonymous as well really interesting to hear and do make sure you go over and follow and find out more about Minds Anonymous after this episode as well I hope you're well and I hope you enjoy this episode I look forward to talking to you again very very soon Good morning, Wizzy. It's really nice to sit down and have an opportunity to chat with you today. How are you?
1: Yeah, I'm great.
0: Thank you, Mike. Is it Mike or Michael? I'll go with Mike, yeah. I'll Mike will go yeah. with Mike.
1: Thank you so much for inviting me on today. I'm really excited to be here.
0: Um, yeah, it, it's... Um it's a a nice opportunity to sit down and have a conversation we've we've just been chatting for a little while kind of before we we've started and it's one of those interesting conversations where you realise actually there's quite a lot of different things we've got in common um, with different bits of work and things like that but uh, I imagine it's been a busy time for you over the last few years with lots of different things that we're going to speak about but just kind of how has your last sort of week or so been?
1: My last week's been very good actually I kind of started off the new year I I had a Difficult end to the last year. I had a surgery on my ankle, which was very painful, very intense. Put me out of action for about 10 weeks, lying around in bed. Um feeling rather sorry for myself. But one thing I did do was I <laughs> kind of exploded on social media. Um, so I worked a lot on Minds Anonymous, my platform, which I think we're going to discuss in detail later. And I chucked out a lot of social media posts, really drove engagement and um did quite a lot of work. And that was really good and exciting, ended up winning an award, which was lovely. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a difficult, painful time at the end of last year. And I got very tired by the end of it, because although I was lying in bed, I was doing a lot of brain work. And then I kind of crashed at Christmas. I had a bit of a bit of a mental wobble, if, as I'll call it. Hmm. And then going into the new year, I kind of decided I need to come up with a new 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 Year's resolution or a new plan for the new year. And I decided I'm going to be Wizzy. I'm going to enjoy Wizzy. I'm going to look after Wizzy. Because I've been fighting against who I really am for years. I've been trying to be what I think I should be and behave in a way I should behave and fit into sort of a corporate frame of work. And and maybe I should be doing this and maybe I should be doing this. And maybe I should listen to this person and this person and this person. and And not really enjoying my own skills and my own talents and not really doing what I'm passionate about as much as I would like. So this year I went into the new year and was like right I'm actually gonna just forget all of that never mind all the shoulds, woulds, coulds I'm just gonna be myself this year and I'm gonna enjoy myself and enjoy my life and I'm going to look after myself because one thing we'll talk about this I think in a bit but one thing about um, depression and mental health difficulties is it becomes very difficult to look after yourself and I mean the basic looking after yourself eating properly sleeping properly brushing your teeth brushing your hair washing your face at the end of every day all those little things that you have to do on a daily basis just for general self-care kind of go out the window when you're a little bit depressed and I noticed it slipping for me at the end of last year while I was literally lying in bed and those things were difficult for me because I was in bed with a a damaged ankle you know couldn't I was in a cast I couldn't walk to the bathroom those things slipped and my mental health slipped So yeah, this year is about self-care, and I must say, since I've been having those three things in my head, I've had a great year. Uh, Business is going really well, my uh, radio show is going really well, and Minds Anonymous is going really well. So yeah, long-winded answer, but it's been a good start to the year. Thank you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think uh, we mentioned earlier, like we're both good talkers. so (laughs) 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 This could be a long (laughs) (laughs) conversation. Yeah, I think it's really interesting to reflect on that 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 kind of change period and reflection that you mentioned there like not just over the new year but kind of as part of this longer journey um and i just wonder what your thoughts are on through the the last couple of years and all of the really bad stuff that has happened and really challenging times actually it's been a real time of reflection on what people want to spend their time their expertise their knowledge um uh, and what they want to invest in how has that kind of impacted for you because obviously there's lots of different change that you kind of touched on there um mentally and where you're spending your time now um how much has the last couple of years kind of impacted that for you
1: well, I think that's a fascinating question. And actually, I was talking to a very good friend yesterday about this exact thing, and he actually opened with a statement that I don't think anyone can, can go with, which I'm not even going to repeat. But he was talking about the positive impact of the pandemic on our mindset. And I think a lot of people have reflected in this last two years. We've been through a global pandemic. A lot of people have been made redundant. A lot of people have been stuck at home for a long time. We had a lockdown. A lot of people have been ill. A lot of people have lost people. And perhaps what's happened is we have reevaluated what's important in life, what we really want out of life, who we are and what matters. So I think... I've done that as well. And I've come into this new year having had a very difficult two years, not just the pandemic, but with my injury and my mental health and being made redundant um and at the beginning of the pandemic, or about, you know, in September 2020, I was made redundant from a job I loved. And that was what sparked starting mindsanonymous.com. Um and If I hadn't been made redundant, I wouldn't be the freelancer I am now with the business and the clients I have now that I'm so enjoying, you know. So even though that was really rubbish, it was awful being made redundant, I felt so insignificant. It was a really tough time. And I didn't know what I was going to do. Financially, I was totally up the creek, you know. I, I thought, how am I going to support myself? And I couldn't walk. So in the olden days when... Um, the olden days. I'm talking about like 10 years ago when I started my business. When I was starting to be a freelance marketing outsourcer and and a videographer and and things like that, I would always have a side job. I'd always have a side hustle. I'd be a waitress on the side. And I used to love that. I used to love the interaction with customers. I loved buzzing about. I loved being on my feet. It kept me quite fit physically, like, because you do, you know, 30,000 steps a day. Well, even that got taken away from me. So my bread and butter money, if my Wiz media business was not going so well one month, well I'd just go get a waitressing job and I would love that and I'd get good tips and that would go really well I didn't even have that because I didn't have physical fitness so it's been really tough financially um on my self-esteem because I couldn't do what I wanted to do I couldn't make it in the corporate world I couldn't be It wasn't working, you know, and it's taken a long time to get it to work. But then if it wasn't for the pandemic and being made redundant and starting Minds Anonymous because of the pandemic and being made redundant, I wouldn't have got my dream job as a radio broadcaster you know, I was a broadcaster for eight years as a volunteer on Kane FM, which is a local community station. I still do some work for them. I actually train their younger team members now in vocal coaching. I just did a WordPress website design tutorial with one of their young girls. um, And I'm starting to be paid for some of my work on that station, which is lovely. Um, And if I hadn't sort of grafted for all those years i wouldn't have developed my skills and then i and then if i hadn't started my synonymous pandemic redundancy i wouldn't have been picked up by connections radio and started my the business of show which i love you know i love my work so it's an interesting question and i think a lot of people have perhaps reevaluated what really matters and what they really want
0: i think so i think it's it's the reflection of actually that's a really positive thing like you say to to have that reflection to consider rather than just you've this is the job you have so you're going to stick in this job or this is the way you kind of live your life or the routine that you have to actually reflect after having especially through the first and maybe the second lockdowns particularly in the UK they were I'd say harsh lockdowns not when we have them now and it's like oh you can only see 10 people and you can only go to these like before it was you stay at home um it was a real break to um unless you were kind of an emergency service person or a teacher like you weren't going anywhere um so it's been a really important time I think for people to reflect and hopefully something that we can learn that is really useful to do and in five or ten years time you should be doing that again or if not on a more regular basis um but it sounds like it's been a really positive experience and lots of different journeys and different opportunities have kind of come up for you in that time
1: I mean don't get me wrong it's been absolute hell as well (laughs) um not being able to move walk being in a wheelchair and on crutches for nearly three years has been tough you know I used to be a very active person I used to do an hour of yoga and go for a run every day and that's how I kept mentally well so that that's been a struggle and being locked in my house in this room that you're seeing me in now um for three years basically not not just the pandemic but before then as well um has been really tough but now I think hindsight is a great gift uh, you can look back and we have the power because we have free will we have the power to look at things in a positive way and that can be very helpful we can look back and go okay yes that was hard but what have I learned from it and what positive impact has it actually had? And that way we can enjoy the tough times as well as the good times. The other break or breakthrough that's happened is the uptake in digital technologies and the accessibility of remote technologies and remote working. Remote working has changed people's lives, people's working lives. People have realized that you don't have to sit in an office from nine to five because office working is not suited to everyone. It's suited to some people. Some people love working in the office. They love the camaraderie. They love knowing that they're going to be in the same place every day. They like being in a different environment, but it's not for everyone like some people's brains don't work like that some people need to get up and walk about and make lots of noise i know i do um during their working day they can't sit still for from 9 to 5 you know so it it really depends who you are and i think a flexible approach to your working life is is what's really needed in the business world to make it a healthy environment for everybody and there needs to be freedom of choice you know and bosses and managers need to trust their employees and ask their employees how would you like to work would you like a hybrid model where you work from home two days a week here's the technology to do so it's available now and that's going to change the working landscape and get more people with mental health conditions particularly and physical disabilities into the working world because they're going to be practically able to work and that's going to change the working landscape it's going to improve the economy because more people are going to be in work there's going to be more money available more people are going to be able to support themselves less people will be on benefits it's going to change everything if we pay attention to it
0: like say, it's taking advantage isn't it of that growth in an investment um and i guess to some extent education as well around online resources media um communication and and ways of working as well Um, and that kind of naturally leads us into uh minds anonymous and some of the things that are going on there um and would be a really good segue but i'm going to avoid it (laughs) and go somewhere else um and just ask you um kind of before we talk about sort of where we are today or where we are right now with minds anonymous to um maybe share a little bit about yourself and your history kind of prior to um this and kind of what's what's led you to have this interest and this passion uh and and kind of knowledge around mental health and just a little bit more about who you are really
1: so I guess essentially I'm simply a lady who has suffered with severe mental health conditions since the age of about six um and however I am very well I'm reasonably successful in business and in life. I'm married, I work, I'm very happy. But I have schizoaffective disorder, which is a combination of bipolar and schizophrenia. I also have complex PTSD. I also have depression, anxiety, dissociation disorder. I have a number of uh, different labels, if you like. Now, I don't pay attention to those labels because they are just diagnoses and conditions. They are all diagnosed by professionals, by my psychiatrist. Um, They're not self-diagnosed, and that's very important. I don't believe in self-diagnosis. I think if you think that you may have a condition, yes, do some research, but Before you go around saying, I have this condition because I did an online test, go see a psychiatrist, go and get yourself assessed because it might not fit you. And before you treat yourself, go and seek professional help. So I just want to say that to start with. But I'm living proof that you can you can work, you can live, you can have healthy relationships, you can be healthy, you can enjoy life, and you can do whatever you want. You can carve the life you want to carve with conditions like schizoaffective disorder, with the big ones. You know, I've had snipers on the roof following me around. I've been escorted from place to place by an entire escort of police cars flashing lights in my eyes. I've... I've experienced crazy things, you know, like that are not real, but they were in my head and they are as real as this conversation is. And my memories trouble me. They're traumatic. But even with those experiences, with the right treatment, the right lifestyle and the right care, it may involve medication. It may involve talking therapies. It may involve fresh air, exercise, eating right, sleeping right. It may involve all of them. But once you've got on the right track and you're on the right path and it can take years, it took me 10 years from my big bang moment, which I, I'm, I talk about. I talk about the big bang moment when I was 18. I had an acute episode of psychosis and a year after that I was sectioned and uh, I was detained under the Mental Health Act under section two for 30 days. I actually came out after about six days. Um But that was that was a terrifying time. But um, I was very unwell, very unwell. And it took a long time to get me well. But I did it. And many years later, I started Minds Anonymous because when I got made redundant, just before I got made redundant, I um, did an interview about bipolar. I hadn't come out of my little mental health closet about the schizophrenic side at the time, because everybody that I know was saying to me, okay, very brave of you coming out about bipolar it's quite fashionable right now so you're probably going to be all right you're not going to be stigmatized about it you're not going to have any negative effects because people accept bipolar now it's even quite trendy which i hate should not be trendy it is not trendy it is awful to experience you know for the sufferer it's not cool um at all it's very disturbing condition to have Um, But I was warned not to mention the psychosis or the schizophrenia. So I didn't. I kept it hidden for a long time. But I wanted to tell my story. And I thought, how can I reveal that side without anybody knowing it's me? And also, I found it really helpful writing my story down about my experience of bipolar. But my fear was when I published this on LinkedIn, everybody I work with is going to see that I have mental health conditions. They're never going to want to hire me again. They're never going to want to work with me again. They're going to think I'm, you know, unwell, not capable. I'm dangerous. you know, Because people do think people with mental health conditions are dangerous, which is not true. They're they're more likely to be a danger to themselves than they are to other people. Because and this is a problem with the way the media portrays them. You know, often criminals have mental health conditions. They don't. They don't use the people with mental health conditions that do not have criminal tendencies in movies because they're not as impactful to watch. They're not as entertaining. Disgraceful. So I thought, how do I encourage other people to write their stories down without the fear of kind of coming out about their mental health conditions and without the fear that they will be judged and stigmatized. And I thought, and it just came to me, I thought, anonymous. I pub- I create a website where people can submit whatever story they've written, whatever story they like, And they publish it, but they remain anonymous. They don't put their name to it. And that's where it came from. So I designed the logo and I decided to make a sort of tree, sort of tree of life thing. Very bog standard mental health thing. All mental health charities are a tree of life, you know. So I started with that idea and I put a base as a foundation for the foundation of knowledge and all the little uh, bits of the tree are made out of blank labels. And that, that, that message is don't label me. And also that we accept all of the labels. And it doesn't matter what your label is, you are here. And they are blank for a reason. They don't have any design on them because it really doesn't matter what your label is. Your story is valid. If you have had one panic attack in your life, that is very distressing, that is as distressing it can be as distressing as a psychotic episode you know if you've never experienced it before therefore we accept stories of all of all shapes and sizes you know and that's that's sort of the idea of the logo. I wanted to make it gender neutral so that it encouraged men and women and all the in-betweens to submit stories. So I did colors that were sort of not not too girly because a lot of, I think women f- perhaps find it easier to talk about their feelings than men. I think that's a thing that a lot of people agree about. And there's a lot of, you know, Movember and a lot of brilliant campaigns trying to get men to open up because we do live in a man-up culture. And we we traditionally, we have lived in a man-up culture, I believe, and we're trying to change that at the moment. So it was all done. And then I basically found the images online. I, I Google searched and did, you know, copyright free images and found some images and created a few images, wrote the copy. It just spilled out of my brain, basically. Designed the website and popped it online within about a day with a couple of stories um, that I'd written. And it just exploded. Um, within about a couple of weeks, we had about 6,000 hits. Um I created a Facebook page and a Twitter and an Instagram and a year on we're on uh twelve thousand, I think, in about sixty five different countries. Wow. It's website views and eighty three stories. Mm-hmm and so it's quite easy you just go on the site and you'll see three stories on the main page you can share a story or donate it's totally self-funded so when I got made redundant I got a very small redundancy package I got like a month's salary I spent that on setting up Minds Anonymous and it's a totally free platform like I get told oh you could Make it a subscription service so people pay for the content. And I'm like, no, the whole point of it is it has to be free to everybody because knowledge should be free. We live in the information age, information should be free to everybody. And this is an informative site. We also have professional articles. We have a sponsor, Jill Seaton Jardine, who is a counselor psychotherapist, who really simplifies the message from a counselor's perspective of what is mental health and mental illness? What's the difference between worry or anxiety? What is sadness and depression you know really kind of trying to make it as accessible information as possible um yeah so in a in a long-winded nutshell that's mindsanonymous.com
0: it's really interesting to kind of hear that journey as well how it's kind of synced in with some of your own experience kind of feeding into the creation of, of minds anonymous and also now how that's there to support other people that are kind of going through those experiences and i think it's also really interesting to hear how you've incorporated um, people sharing lived experience from a range of different of almost all different settings Um, but also then adding in kind of that professional side as well of here's some insight from a professional and that's the thing that kind of stands out to me as being maybe the slightly um, the thing that sort of stands out from other places where usually it'd be one or the other you would have a site that really focuses in on the kind of the professional service delivery here's the language here's the services this is our focus or a platform that is very much kind of story sharing focus so to incorporate both of those I think makes it feel like there's um I don't know what you would call it that, that journey for people like if they want to come and share their story because they're struggling or they've been through something but there is also information kind of when you feel well enough or able to or safe to to sit down and kind of absorb some information from a professional. And that might be your gradual step into support or wider conversations.
1: And the whole point of it is, is to make the information as accessible as possible and and make it a gentle experience. So you can go on the site and it's, it's a very, it's a very simply built website. I built it simply. So there is a categories, there's a topic section. You can search the site if you want to look up bipolar you just click on bipolar and all the articles that are to do with bipolar will come up and they either say support radio, podcast, video, or they just have a title of a story. now the titles of the stories are personal experience stories, support are all written by professionals, radio, podcasts, radio, podcast, content, videos, videos, etc. And so you can really navigate the site as you wish, and you can read a little article. I've, I've started doing audio books of all, I want to do audio books of all the articles, but I need to raise a little bit of money in order to have the time to use the studio to do it, um, to make it more accessible. And I want to do captions on videos and i've got so many plans for the site it's just a little bit difficult at the moment i really need to raise some some funds and i'm, I'm a terrible salesperson so i haven't done much fundraising um we had a very kind donation from um the from survivor to Thrive podcast okay. from they're based in colorado in the u.s and i featured on their podcast they've got about ten thousand followers on um, facebook ten thousand likes on oh, facebook wow. they've only been going a few months like they're making huge waves in the u.s and i want to thank them publicly for donating a year's worth of hosting costs to the site so we are safe for a year we've we've had a a year's worth of hosting paid and that is the only out outgoing of Minds Anonymous now is the hosting of the email account and the actual website nothing else costs any money but because I've got a business to run and stuff like that in order to do any more work I've probably spent 50 percent of my working year on Minds Anonymous earning nothing from it and um make myself very poor doing it so we need to raise some money so I can outsource and pay people because I don't want to ask people to work for it for free I want to start being able to pay an out a, a, a worker a marketing person to actually work on it and improve it and and make it better um but we do need to raise some, some funds
0: on there. So yeah, hit donate on please. <laughs> I think it's a, it's a good point though. I feel like that's, especially being British. I think our culture is very much of, of not wanting to kind of sing about the stuff that you do well or ask people for that support. Um, I've seen a few kind of conversations and videos recently about pages uh, that are looking at kind of go fund me and, um, patreon and these types of like uh kind of low giving rates but able to offer ongoing support and i think it's a really interesting way to look at like if someone really really wants to support and engage and enable that it doesn't have to always be like we're looking for a a 20 or 50 um, donation actually it can just be a one or a two there's lots of different ways to support places and like you say actually
1: if I had 10 people donate a pound a month,
0: mm.
1: 10 pounds a month, I could pay someone 10 pounds an hour for an hour a month to do an audiobook a month. You know, that just a little thing like that. So just a pound um would make a massive difference we're talking about small money at the moment the ultimate plan is to develop an app and i need about 20 grand for that but that's a long-term plan and then we're getting into investors and stuff like that. the other thing i'd like to do is register it as an official charity one day but i need five grand's worth of income a year in order to do that and i'm way off that so far so yeah that's the goal the goal is to raise five grand a year solid income but again i don't really because i'm um, i'm also moving to copenhagen one of the most expensive cities in the world um in April so I got to focus on my work I've got to focus on my business for the time being I can't really afford to put all my time into Minds Anonymous at the moment I need to um I've got to get to work so it's it's a shame that it it has to be a side hustle for me Minds Anonymous um but I'm I'm happy with the work I've done on it and I'm I'm really pleased I've spent the time on it that I have I found it personally really Cathartic, it's so like my favorite word. My husband's going to laugh when he hears this because he says, Cathartic is my favorite word. And it is. I love cathartic activities. And I find working on Minds Anonymous very good for my brain because it's doing something good. And every little piece of feedback I get of this really helped, or I read that story, it really made me feel like I wasn't alone just makes my heart sing and makes me think it's so worth it. And if I had the financial stability to be able to continue to work 50% of my working week on it, I would, you know, I would. So it's a question for me personally, it's a question of how do I focus my mind on raising enough money so that I can work on it 50% of my week so I can get it out there and increase it and, and all of that while also earning enough money to actually pay my rent, you know, um, it's a, it's a conundrum.
0: (laughs) It's a tricky one, isn't it? Because like you say, when you're trying to make platforms and spaces that are free for people to access, um, naturally that kind of limits the money that then comes into you as the creator, the host, the provider, Mm. um, and to be able to sustain, like you say, even if there were no outgoings, just your time, or the time of anyone else that is kind of supporting that is really, really difficult. I would Um, love to
1: hire a social media manager just for a couple of hours a week. So if I had somebody sponsor the social media manager, and I mean, I, I wouldn't, I'm not looking to pay very much, maybe a student, I could give them, I could even, one idea I had was I could offer them an hour's training for three hours of their time I would train them for an hour then they would give me back three hours worth of work on Minds Anonymous it gives them some training but I don't know it's just another idea I have many ideas for it it's just a question of time because Mind Anonymous is pretty much me um I have a few sponsors and partners and Jill Seaton Jardine um provides an article a month um from Survivor to Thriver provide a podcast a month so I get content coming in which is fantastic um but everything else is kind of done by myself. So it's yeah, I'd love to spend more time on it one day. Once I've once I've made my fortune as a <laughs> as a marketer. <laughs>
0: do you think like leading into that, kind of your your professional side, your experience and the work you're doing now? How do you feel that's kind of helped you with um essentially marketing and providing a digital kind of content platform? Uh, and reaching out to people because it feels like there's a really strong link there um yeah just be interesting to hear kind of what your insights are around that
1: well it's been fantastic to be honest um it's meant that without spending a penny on marketing or PR or anything apart from the hosting um I've managed to get it seen in 65 countries and 12,000 hits um which is pretty good and won an award so yeah, I don't I don't know what to say to that really because I I can't, I'm not going to sit here and say yes well I'm very good. Um I'm a very good marketer obviously and website designer. Um you tell me what do you think of the website?
0: I, I think it I think it really shows that like you say having a, a like a, a simple and clear interface I think is really important and reflects potentially some of the people that might be coming to the site as well where there might be moments where they just want to reflect on Um, what their experience is they're not always in a place of calmness so I always think um, where they can be to have clearer and simpler platforms is really helpful. I like um, a clean
1: site. If you look at my, if you look at WIZ-media.co.uk and go to website design, you'll notice I have a style with the websites that I design. And my assignment is very in keeping with my my style. I use WordPress. That's how I develop my sites. I can use Wix, GoDaddy, all those other ones, but WordPress is my is what I'm more experienced on. It's what I prefer to use. And I like a clean quite a lot of space, um, quite easy to navigate, quite simple websites. Um, So Minds Anonymous is very much in keeping with that. So it was quite easy for me to put the site together in in a matter of a day and launch it because I knew I had a formula already. I just followed the formula of all the other sites I've done for clients. Thought, right, I know what I want to do. I know the message I'm trying to get across. I know the mission. Mm -hmm. Once you have a plan in your mind and you know what the end goal is, the journey to reach that goal becomes quite automatic so the actual fiddly work just happened because I knew what I was going for I knew what I wanted the end goal to be which was a an easy to navigate nice to look at calming platform that was easy to use
0: I think just the fact one that you've created that space and two that you've just mentioned like within a day. I'm sure there's more time that's gone into it afterwards to keep it up together but yeah, I think those two things really show the the benefit because you're coming in with knowledge and not having to test or trial as much or put something up and go I just don't know like I'm gonna try it this way um I think that probably shows like the benefit of coming with that experience and that knowledge to the space um and like you say being able to create some of those other relationships probably comes a little bit easier or maybe a little bit quicker because you're already in that mindset of um if I was being paid to do this this is what I would do yeah so you kind of keep a I don't want to say well I guess more professional side to it as well as being that personable kind of this is my story this is why I want to do this um there is that kind of link to the professional it's not just a I'm doing this as a hobby and then I might ditch it next month like It's a real investment and a respect to the people that you're kind of collaborating with or getting support from as well.
1: Mm, I did it I mean I did it for myself As well as for other people In my thinking That's why I'm so aligned with Eric DeRosa Who's the host and, and uh, co-host Mark Fernandez from, from Colorado Who are from the From Survivor to Thrive podcast Hosts lovely chaps We had a on our episode We started with This is Fender Friday Because you see I've got guitars in the background I haven't got the Fenders in the background actually But I did on their episode Of From Survivor to Thrive. And we started with Fender Friday And had this guitar chat And it was really cool Really cool guys and their mission statement is ending mental health stigma one conversation at a time mine is and always has been ending mental health stigma one story at a time I mean, imagine that two people who three people who have never met each other in the world have exactly the same tagline. Mm. So we were so aligned in our mission. We just gelled instantly. It was a fantastic conversation. The reason it worked, I think, also for years, mentors have told me you've got to focus on one thing. I've always been a very bitty worker. I've done video production. I've done audio production. I've done broadcasting. I've done graphic design. I've done website design. I've done music. I've done men I've done copywriting I've done journalism I've done s- TV I've done so many different things and all through my career mentors have been saying you have got to focus in on one thing you got to focus in on one thing. Now I'm really glad I ignored all the advice of all my mentors because if I had focused in on one thing I wouldn't have c- accumulated every skill I needed to make Minds Anonymous work. The reason Minds Anonymous just happened is because I already had all the skills required to launch a multimedia platform. And I had all the equipment as well because mm. I've built it up over the years in my Wiz Media studio.
0: I think, yeah. That's that, what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. That was quite a nice, yeah, this, is, this has all been of benefit. And like you say, the equipment as well will have come in very handy and would have been quite a, quite a large added cost had you not had that already as well.
1: Yeah, the um, Wiz Media studio was very helpful.
0: yeah (laughs) yeah, it's difficult to start off I always feel like it's it sounds like a negative thing but when you want to start a new project or a new uh, venture buying equipment and getting equipment can be very expensive and you're thinking about where you're going to store it and things like that and they're not the things that you want to be thinking about you want to be focusing in on the story sharing and the support and it's like okay but I've got this stand and this mic and these headphones and Uh, And I need a laptop. So like, where's that going to go? And how am I going to pay for that? So fortunate to kind of have some of that that you've gradually built up over time as well.
1: The key there is to do it slowly. Like I've I've still got a laptop down my downstairs laptop for when I work downstairs when I don't want to be in the studio anymore. It's from 2008. Mm. It's a MacBook Pro from 2008. So that's my writing and online apps only laptop. No normal software works on it anymore because it's too old. It's got a new hard drive in it. It's got... 16 gigs of ram in it. I upgraded the ram, upgraded the hard drive to an sd drive. It's totally stuffed. Can't save a single WhatsApp picture on it because it's so stuffed. And with other, it's all other. I really need to clear the other, but I can't be bothered and it's not big. It's not got a, enough space on the hard drive to download the software I need to clear the other. So it's it's totally trashed and my rabbit's just eaten the charger cable, so I can't <laughs> use it at the moment. Again, uh, it's the fifth one I've been through this year. Anyway, um everything else, I've had this camera this beast from when I was doing corporate video shooting, I even sold it once and sent it to the Isle of Wight. And she sent it back because it had done too many hours of shooting for her. So she sent it back and I was like, oh, for goodness sake, it's worth three grand. I bought it for corporate video shooting. What happened? I realized corporate video shooting is dull and I don't like corporate video shooting. So I stopped doing it. I couldn't sell the camera. So I've kept it, which has been really useful in doing my videos for Minds Anonymous. A lot of my studio equipment is updated this year from when I went on my From when I became a professional radio broadcaster, Mm -hmm. I did update my mic, I updated my speakers, I updated a few things. But the sound desk I use is from when I did open mic night gigs 10 years ago. Oh, wow. The speakers I was using before are from my open mic gigs 10 years ago. My original microphone was from my open mic gigs 10 years ago. You know, see what you have already and see if you can make it work. Nowadays, to start a podcast, all you need is a mobile phone, voice memos. Do it. If you want, get a plug in, mic. just refine your content with whatever equipment you have and see if it works for you. Do not invest thousands of pounds in a studio if this isn't going to work. That's my advice on equipment purchasing. You know, you yeah. don't need fancy gear. I did the business of podcasting with Mark Fernandez from Survivor to Thriver. And we spoke a lot about this because they their podcast has gone down really well, but they just use Zoom. They don't use fancy mics. They don't use fancy stuff. And what's happened? They've exploded in America. It doesn't need to be high professional quality all the time when you're starting out. So don't worry about how refined it is. Just get your message across and you'll get the following you deserve, you know, and then you can refine it and make it professional later.
0: Like you say, it gives you time to discover as well, doesn't it? How do you want to work? How, how, how What's best yeah. for you? What's the um, what's your engagement like? Do you really enjoy that particular way of working? Do you want to change it? Do you want to do it differently? Mm. Um, I see lots of people talking about kind of recording podcasts in person now. Um, yeah that's becoming more possible that's going to probably require different equipment to doing things remotely. little zoom
1: h6 handy hand recorders are great for that they're quite expensive they're about 300 quid the one i've got but um they're fantastic
0: so there's lots of different ways these conversations can be happening there's lots of ways obviously we've mentioned minds and honors being able to share kind of that written content as well and kind of share those those stories and those insights and i think we've we've talked a little bit about the the journey that you've gone through kind of personally and as well with with Minds Anonymous but kind of looking forward um what are your you've touched on some of these but what are your hopes for maybe kind of the next year or year or two um with the things that you're doing and also kind of with Minds Anonymous in general
1: well I'm very excited to be moving to Copenhagen in Denmark in April for my husband's uh, new job so that's very exciting we're just working out logistically how to move my studio to Denmark um All sorts of logistical plans going forward. So that is the big adventure of a lifetime. I've been, I've actually been part of an expats in Copenhagen Facebook group for six years because I've wanted to move there for six years uh, since I first went there. Uh, so I'm finally actually doing it. So that's the big news that's happening. I'm taking Wiz Media with me. I'm taking Minds Anonymous with me. I'll be re-registering Wiz Media as a sole proprietary company in Denmark. So moving over to a Danish company, basically, um, and continuing to be a freelance marketing outsource specialist, um, continuing with my broadcasting work on social media management work. Um, Minds Anonymous, we might... Have a new one. We might have an announcement coming soon with a new partner, which is very exciting. So, kind of watch this space. Um, that's going to be coming in the coming months. We've got another podcast from Survivor to Thrive coming out in the next couple of days. When this airs, it'll be out actually. There'll be another one out actually by then. (laughs) Um, really, it's discussions with app developers to get our app out there. What we'd like to do is develop a pocket therapy pad because the real point of Minds Anonymous what the message I'm trying to push out is that writing is a fantastic form of therapy. You can get it out of your head, onto a screen or a piece of paper. You can download your anguish, download your thoughts, shove it out into the world. It's not in your head bothering you anymore. Get the poison out. So I would like to encourage this. And what does everybody use now? They don't use desktops. They don't use laptops. They use phones. Type it out, send it straight in through the app. I'll be able to approve, edit or decline send it out there and what I'd like to do is build profiles so what I'm gonna do I'm in talks with illustrators and artists at the moment to build completely anonymous avatars Mm. where people can follow their favorite authors because what we get quite a lot is we're getting regular stories in from the same person Mm -hmm. so I want to build anonymous profiles with completely fantasy characters Mm -hmm. so people can follow their journey they will have no contact with them. People we're never opening up the site for dialogue because that's just going to attract trolls and negative communication. So we're not, we're not approaching that. Um, but we've got lots of plans for the app. So the next year I'd like to start getting the wireframes designed and get a quote and um, raise some money. <laughs> and hopefully in the next two years, I'd like to register as an official charity.
0: That sounds right. It sounds like there's a really good positive realistic as well, kind of, well i to need waver. to raise a
1: lot of funds so uh i need i need a swift 20k in the next two years to make that a reality so um yeah a lot of, a lot of work to do <laughs> better learn how to sell
0: <laughs> well i guess with with that in mind we've mentioned the website we've mentioned donating um if people do want to find out a little bit more about yourself Wizzy, or about minds anonymous or how to support or get involved um where are the places that would be useful for them to go to 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 kind of find that out?
1: So the best place is simply MindsAnonymous.com or you can simply Google Minds Anonymous. All of our social media channels are on Minds Anonymous. There's a donate page. You can buy one of these uh, Minds Anonymous ethically sourced sustainable hoodies or T-shirts if you'd like to support our cause. Um, profits of which go towards our initiative if you would like to display the Minds Anonymous logo. Um, lovely chat Barnaby, one of our other sponsors, is uh, has partnered with us and provides these they're very soft and comfy which is nice um and yeah it's all on the website so either google minds anonymous or head to mindsanonymous.com. there's more about me there if you go to in the press there's a lot of our a lot of interviews i've done like this one this one will be in the in the press section and a lot of about me is on there and head to our stories if you'd like to check out some stories um and do feel free to bob us a message on facebook or instagram or or LinkedIn, if you'd like to find out more from me directly. Thank you.
0: Awesome. No, thank you for coming on and for sharing kind of your lived experience, the insights, kind of the working practices as well with with setting up Minds Anonymous and just the kind of the message that's gone into it, and and what it can be for people as well. I think is really important to reflect on. um Often when I have these conversations, I think, oh, there'll be one or two people that are listening that are going to go straight away and have a look but maybe if you're not the person that wants to go and share your story here you might know someone else that really would so i think it's really useful to almost add this to the things in your mind when you're talking to someone and they're maybe struggling to get some of those thoughts or feelings out keep it in your mind with the different places that they could go to and have a look at as well
1: and it might be that you have somebody that has a condition like depression and you you'd like to learn more so you know how to support them you can go on the site you can search for depression um where you can go to the category depression you can read about what other people have experienced and you can read from a counselor the real definition of what depression is what it means and how you can help your friend who has depression so even just using it for a sprinkling of learning um, could be could be a good thing to do so yeah I just want to thank you for letting me babble at you for however long it's been it's been a really enjoyable conversation so thank you
0: no thank you for coming on and sharing those insights it's really nice to to hear a little bit more about them and a lot more about you so no thank you for coming on with me, and I look forward to maybe another conversation in the future as well
1: absolutely thank you
0: bye
1: said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything
0: you're not depressed it's it's all in your head that's probably the statement i've had people say the most i mean this 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 shit is real and it's hard it's exhausting sometimes you need somebody to just give you permission to say you just need a little bit of help and i think people realize how helpful that one conversation can be just to
1: figure out why you are feeling the way you are Not only did this help me to write it, it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there.
0: So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, And then they want to talk about it.